SB Pod is presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Coming up today on the pod, Houston head football coach Dana Holgerson. Stanford Steve and I have known this guy for many years, and we have enjoyed conversations with him both on and off the air. Probably the best example of the challenges of trying to coach a football team in this COVID era. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Five games postponed before they finally got on the field. We'll talk about the challenges of that. And which house is better, the one he has in downtown Houston or the one he built in the hills of Morgantown, West Virginia? Before we get started, Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Also want to remind everyone to check out the Bill Barnwell podcast, The Bill Barnwell Show. If you like what you see when he comes on my TV show each week on Thursdays, you're going to love the podcast. Greater detail there. Download and subscribe to the Bill Barnwell Show and SV Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Houston head coach Dana Holgerson, our guest. They got a visit from a really good BYU team on a Friday night. And Dana, first of all, just thank you. It's been too long. I hope I hope you're good. I know stuff's complicated at the moment, but I hope you're good. Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, been hanging in there. I mean, we've only had five games canceled or whatever it was. So it, you know, it's funny. So we got we got we got through a full game week last week playing Tulane. And uh, in the hotel, uh, we played on Thursday night, last Thursday night. And Wednesday night, I did my team meeting at 10 o'clock. And they're still kind of looking at me. Like, every time I stand in front of them, they're waiting mm. for the bad news or whatever it is. And I said, guys, I, I know you're tired of hearing from me, and I'm tired of talking to you. Um, Tulane's in. They're in Houston. And, and this is going to happen tomorrow. So let's let's get ready to go play. You know, we finally get to go play. So we got one game under our belt. BYU's had four. Uh, but they're coming here Friday, so we can play game two. Well, about that. I mean, the, the the false starts and the rice, and then it's Washington State, a whole conference, and then it's Memphis. They play, but then they get a bunch of guys get it. And then the whole the Baylor game's fascinating because it comes up out of nowhere. They don't have a game. You have a game. You put one together. Y'all went down there, didn't you? Like, you got the Houston. Uh, the, nah, we were getting on the bus. Okay. The, our equipment truck was there. We were getting on the buses. And then it got okay. There. About 22 hours before the game. I don't want to talk too much about it. They no, I know. Out. I know. I, I'm, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. I'm just well, I'm just want to make sure I get the logistics of it right. Then then North Texas, okay, so it's like, help me understand. You got to – you. I mean, we're all creatures of habit. You and your team and you're working. You're trying to stay safe. You're trying to do all the things you can. And you can't play five different games. Like, how hard is that to mentally keep your sort of focus well, the good news is I wasn't one of these guys that was trying to play week zero or week one. I mean, that, you know, we, we knew about Rice and Washington State for months, right? Right, so I got you. Mm -hmm. we, we, knew, we knew it was going to be week three before we were going to try to play. And, and so we did our, you know, our OTAs, which was July, and our, you know, we never even had camp, you know, so we started school mid-August, mid uh, mid to late August. And, you know, we just, we we're just 20 hours a week for basically the whole time. We did a lot of strength and conditioning early. We didn't put pads on too quick. What I've seen here is, is teams are, are, are pretty wore out right now. Teams that tried to play early are pretty wore out. 
you know, and the ones that kind of just tried to take it easier, the ones that are fresh. We were, in my opinion, we were clearly fresher than Tulane. We were, we were mm -hmm. healthy and we were fresh. We hadn't overworked them. And, you know, they're they going into their fourth game, so they've been going pretty, pretty strong for the last couple of months. So I think that worked into our favor. Um, Memphis happened eight days before we were scheduled to, so that was like no big deal just based on the fact that we didn't have to prep for it. What, what gets hard is where you – is where you ask these these young men to to put in the work. I mean, week, weekly weekly game prep is hard, man. I mean, you gotta mm -hmm. you gotta get up, you gotta practice, you gotta study it, you gotta obsess over it, and come up with a game plan, and go out there and try to, you know, you really put a lot into to a game prep. And when you do it for seven days and then it gets yanked out from under you, that that's a tough one, you know. And then the next week was North Texas. That was midweek. That was about three day, three days into it, so that was tough too. So when I when I got that news right there, um, you know, I'm like, I don't know if I can tell the guys. I don't. I may. I may. I may have to have one of my assistants <laughs> go tell them, or whatever. So that that was tough, you know. But I uh, really commend our coaches and players. Uh, just stay in the course. The guys want to play ball, man. They want to play football, and so whatever they got to do to stay healthy and stay ready and and uh, stay prepared, which they have, um, then 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 I think we're going to be okay. Coach, uh, let's get to the important stuff. Everybody's talking about Nick Saban. Uh, being undefeated against his, his assistants. Uh, is it true that you're scared to play Texas State and take on one of your former assistants, Jake Spavadol? <laughs> right out of the gate, Stanford Steve guns blazing. <laughs> well, the answer to that is hell no. Uh, <laughs> not too scared. Uh, not too scared. So we'll see what happens here with the schedule. Um, uh. Things continue to get canceled or whatever, then we'll just we'll, we'll, we'll put a bus trip together and meet like in College Station or something like that <laughs> and tee it up. So not not to not to worry about that. I you know, I was thinking about that the other day. I mean, I I'm playing your former bosses, I guess, is kind of tough. I you know, I, I didn't I hadn't had a whole lot of success. And I was 0-1 against Leach as a head coach. I was 0-1 against someone as, as a head coach and and I think I was like two and four against Gundy or something like that so it's evidently kind of hard you know? I, <laughs> well, don't know, I don't know if it's intimidation or if it's just <laughs> knowledge or whatever it is I don't know I think Saban's getting the intimidation right now yeah I, I it was funny Kirby Smart said yesterday in his press conference because he was asked about it again and he's like why does everybody have to make a big deal about the former assistants nobody's beating Nick anyway so what's why does it have to be barreled down to the assistants yeah because nobody else has won either <laughs> um I just had a quick uh, about about practice though I mean I played and I remember I mean high school basketball in Connecticut we used to have snow days and we got games canceled we were practicing I remember one stretch for like two and a half weeks and I mean guys get tired of each other man guys are really sick of seeing each other and no you know defensive guys know how to antagonize offensive guys how testy was it? Were, were there times where, you know, we got to lay off. Hey, guys, let's take the pads off today. We, I, I really want to get some pad work in, but let's go shorts and just make sure we fine-tune some things. Yeah, that's why we didn't go We didn't go hard early. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I make a big deal about that. We didn't go hard early, you know, and, and just kept them fresh, kept them healthy. Uh, when, when, we, when, when we had to cancel a couple of these, I just gave them, I gave them time off. So we, took, we took Saturday and Sunday off up until this past Saturday, you know, we, okay. we've worked one week, one weekend, which was, which was the weekend after, after Tulane, we, we came in and worked on a Saturday and a Sunday. That's the first weekend that we've worked since probably, probably in 2020, honestly, hmm. it, it goes way back to, you know, spring football. We got three weeks in, but we took Saturday and Sunday off. So we've just taken a lot of time off. And I think 
you know, COVID has got guys used to just being okay, going home and watching TV or playing video games and just kind of chilling out. I mean, that's what they've, that's what they've had to do. So, you know, throughout the course of the last two months, getting ready to play, I mean, I've just given them time off and they go home and they hang out with their girlfriends or whatever they do. It's just, they're okay with not being up here. And, and that's, that's kind of the world we're in right now. I think part of the reason, Dana, that, that, that we've always gotten along, all of us, you, me, Steve, is, is even as even as we've gotten older, we hang on to some of our youth. We enjoy fun. You know, you, you enjoy a good time and you enjoy living life. And I guess what I'm saying is I can remember being young and I don't want to be the old guy saying to younger people, don't do this and don't do that. And but I, I you wish that you hope people are listening. Like me and my guy, Steve, went down. We had lunch down close to the University of Maryland with a couple of our buddies who have kids that go to Maryland and their kids came to the lunch. And we were like, so you guys going out and whatever masks like no one wears masks. They just all go to parties. And I like I'm not going to be the guy screaming at him and wagging, wagging my finger. I just wonder, as a guy whose job it is to try to convince young people to make good choices, the challenge in that. How do you how do you convince them to try to do what's what's safe? I got this piece of paper right here. I can't tell you everything that's on it, but this is my little cheat sheet of the notes that I had for all the Zoom meetings that I had to go through with these guys, sitting there talking about just educating them on COVID and all that stuff. And I preached right. to them and lectured them for a long time. Just got to a point where I think now they just kind of understand it. Right. And so if they want to play, they better be careful about what they do and where they go. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it's it's tough, you know, to stand in front of them and say, don't do this, don't do that. Um, you know, but but a lot of our guys, um, you know, I, I just think they want to play so much that they're OK with going home and kind of chilling out. Now, you know, I bought this pretty nice house here in downtown Houston that's got a a badass pool and everything. So I said, guys, if you want to come swim, come swim. I'm going to my pool and chill out. You know, the weather, the weather's awesome. The music's loud. The drinks are cold. And I'm going to occupy some time. That, Party at coach's house. <laughs> is it, is, is it, uh, give me a, if we have a point spread on the Houston house compared to the Morgantown house, because the Morgantown house is pretty legendary. I never saw it, but I heard tales of it. Which, which house do you, which house is the Vegas favorite? They're, they're both, it, it, it depends on who you ask. I mean, there's, there's <laughs> I'm <a> asking city, <laughs> you, there's a city side to it that, that I really enjoy. I mean, it's, it's right around all the fun stuff, uh, all the nice restaurants and it's right off of Westheimer, which is where everything's happening and all that stuff. So the, the, lo the location's awesome. The pool is good. I didn't have a pool in Morgantown, right? Oh. Morgantown house was awesome. The downstairs was great. Could entertain you with the best of them. I mean, we, 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 we had all kinds of gatherings there after wins and a big fire pit. Uh, what, what that house was to the hills and the mountains of West Virginia is kind of what this house is to the city life and the concrete. So right on. Uh, both equally awesome. Coach, uh, obviously coaches are, are creatures of habit with wearing uh, gear and stuff. like. I need to know, what's the most money you ever spent on a pair of jeans? <laughs> uh, I would say probably somewhere in the middle. Um, I, I would guess probably like 120 bucks or so, probably right around 100 bucks or something like that. Okay. Not, nothing crazy. I'm not. I'm not a huge fashion guy. I don't wear skinny jeans or all those nice fancy designer jeans or anything like that. I, I'm wearing jeans today for the first time in like six months or something like that. I had I had radio show that I or a TV show that I finally had to do. So I put uh. 
I put jeans on for the first time. In like first non-elastic waistband you've had on it. No question. I wore shorts to the game last Friday. We last saw that. We saw. I thought you were going out and playing nine holes. I'm like, look at this. He looks like he's going to the fight out party. That was, that thing looked that thing looked great. Yeah, the, the, the vest the vest pullover was good. It wasn't a it wasn't a vest. It was just a, it was the oh. sleeves were colored. I had the red sleeves, the white shirt, the red pants. The red, the the white belt. I mean, I was looking pretty good. No, the white shoes tried, too. My my boss, uh, uh, Director Pesman, tried to get me to wear it on the sidelines, but I went in and changed it in my sideline attire. That, and we, which were kind of like Nike pants or whatever they were, and you know. But I, this is the first time I wore jeans in like six months. Uh, Coach, no one impersonates you better than Scott, right? He's good at it. He does the whole <laughs> pair of things. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what I got in my basement? This is a true story. We did a game day piece on you uh, when you when you were in West Virginia, and I came down there. You gave me the sign card, okay? Yeah. That that had that had that, that you used to uh, to call. Uh, it was a touchdown that you called against Maryland. Yep. And you signed it for me, and it's, it's got the screen. yeah, and it's got the bigger and McCracken on it. It's it's just it's a it's a pro. I'm not a I'm not a like uh, what do you call it like a memorabilia kind of guy but i was never that's that is in my home in my basement here in maryland it's the one non-maryland piece of, per, of paraphernalia we have <laughs> but i mean i just i just think that you have a you know there's a, there's a certain gravelly quality what you got going and i just uh, it's I got a little bit of nick nolte back in the day and i i do it's it's only done out of love i think you know that i know scott i watch you all the time uh i, I watched you uh, uh on sport on, on your show SVP at night it was like it was the Thursday night after our game I, I I went home and I was just sitting there and you were on right there and you showed the you showed the highlights and it's when Speedy number five went for a 99 yard touchdown run or something like that turn the like, whole game around yeah you go Dana it's not that hard man just give number five the ball <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I don't know. He gets. He looks he pretty like good, a, coach. Yeah, I throw it to. I throw it to five. Would be my guess, right? Yes. Well, I'm going to take your advice and throw it to him more. He, he touched it six times and scored three times. So, well, it, see, he, I'm not that smart, but I'm not that stupid either. That's a 50% touchdown ratio. I don't, analytics guys are going to like that. Um, I, I actually have one just philosophical question about ball that I'm really, I really am interested in because I, I want to go back to your your days legendary days at tech and the staff and all the people that are part of it. There's some, I mean, that tree is interesting. A lot of guys all over the place, but I, I go back to, to like, whether it was cliff or BJ or Harold, or then wasn't it Daigie. And then it was like pots was in there. And then you get the Mahomes. obviously he's different, but I have to cop to this. I was dismissive of that brand of football translating to the next level. Cause it just didn't, it just didn't. And so I was like, I ah, had seven on seven, big 12 defense bullshit whatever well now Mahomes is is what he is and then you have May, May, Baker Mayfield then you have Kyler go and I just did it take the NFL this long to figure out that that a lot of the ideas would make sense it just took the right people at that level to do it like just help me understand how it finally translated on Sunday football well, it, it, just, it just took the commitment on 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 on, on their in their league to to be the first ones to do it so whoever the first ones that started doing it kind of caught on I mean you throw Case Keenum in there too and I think one That's reason true. why Baker Mayfield's having some success this year which I think Baker's a phenomenal player obviously and first round draft pick number one pick Kyler Murray same thing number one pick the case has been going on he's been going in the league for 10 years now and he's number Heck two yeah. in Cleveland, so I think he's given Baker some pretty good advice 
right now because Cleveland looks pretty dang good at four and one. Uh, so I just think it took it took somebody to to really commit to it, you know. And, and Cliff's hiring there uh, is 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 pretty is pretty special. And then, you know, obviously he's doing some good things with Kyler and all that. But it, it's it's kind of going everywhere now, right now, isn't it? In the NFL, I mean, you get Lamar Jackson in there who played in the spread offense in both <laughs> high school and college. I mean, he's he's another one. So the list is continuing to grow. I've never seen anybody do what Patrick Mahomes is doing right now. That's that's Andy Reid and. You know, just being creative is as creative gets, but it's okay to be able to do that in the league right now. People aren't looking down on you for 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 doing the things that 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 are happening right now. You know, it's it's, it's kind of fun to watch, and I'm keeping my eye on. I it is, but I guess that's what I what I find most interesting about your profession, Dana, is how. You know, I think everybody steals from everybody, right? If, if someone's smart, I, and I, I think anybody in any profession to be smart, like what do smart people do? All right, well, they're successful. Well, I'm, I don't know if I'm as smart as them, but I'm smart enough to take the things that work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I find it interesting. I think people can get stubborn and that really bogs you down in anything, but particularly your sport right now. I think if you were married to ideas of the past, whether it's analytics or approach, like you're stuck in the mud, aren't you? Yeah, uh, uh, you know, we've been stealing things from the NFL for years. I mean, I, I went straight ground and pound at West Virginia there for, you know, 2014, 15, 16. I mean, we were ground and pound, quarterback run game, all that stuff. You got to be able to do things that fit your personnel. And all the quarterbacks that are coming out right now understand, you know, spread offenses, you know. And so I think that they're, 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 looking at the college game and they're saying, let's figure out some of these schemes that are happening in college and let's do them in the pros because the quarterbacks are pretty damn good at it, you know? And so I just think they steal from us and we steal from them. And uh, the, 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 the two leagues were so far apart. Exactly. And I think now yeah. they're slowly coming together. Now, whether that just happens to, to <laughs> end up being the same or whether they continue to go back uh, to their own little deals, it's going to be interesting to watch. We're back to the pod in a minute, but first, Coach, do you golf? <laughs> uh, badly. <laughs> I, I mean, Scott brought up that staff at, at Tech, and you know, Bruce Feldman wrote the article. I just, I always look at that picture. I'm like, none of these guys golf. None nah, of them. We, like, we didn't. You're golf either a golfer or you're not. You know? Yeah, I mean, we we did. Uh, we did not love it. Okay, when I when okay. I came to Houston back, oh eight, oh nine, did not. Uh, went to Stillwater, played uh, not hardly at all. Uh, there, there is there is some good golf in West Virginia. Okay. And there wasn't a whole lot else to do, so I, I golf for about two, three months a year, probably like May, June, July, because it's it's beautiful in West Virginia, May, June, mm -hmm. and July. Um, you know, so golf just a couple of months there, just to kind of pass time and go out and play with people and see some of the different parts of West Virginia that were that were pretty awesome. Um, and then moved to Houston and haven't played since. I mean, it's just, it's, there's, there's too much to do here, you know? So I, I, I get, I, my time is occupied. Got it. So but you know golf, where all the 19th holes me, are. To me, golf is just <laughs> half time. Yeah. Right. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Means to an end uh, and, and a social endeavor. Um, I, I, I just, I, I know you got stuff to do and I want to keep this brief because you got, you got a game week and it's, and it's a Friday night. Um, and I know you mentioned today you got some guys, and I'm not asking like I'm not HIPAA laws, this and the other thing. I'm not trying to you know pry into things that I'm not supposed to get into. You are you you guys you guys all right for Friday? Yeah, we're right. we're good. I tell you, I tell you what's hard about it, Scott is you know I mean if 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 COVID makes its way into the building and, and it spreads, it's going to get shut down. It happens right. in the NFL, you know, it happens 
you know, variety of high school or high schools and colleges are, it's, it's a daily conversation. What's really kind of hard about it, two things, one reporting symptoms, you know, so if guys got a cold and they report symptoms, they're out for a day or two, which that never used to happen in our profession. I mean, I've had assistant coaches have to stay home because they got a headache. Um, you know, and, and two, when, when, when somebody does, we've had a couple of young men like go home because of a funeral or because they have, you know, mom, mom sick or whatever it is. And they come back and we got to test them and, 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 and a couple of them have tested positive. No, then you gotta, you gotta contact trace that thing. And so then roommates are getting knocked out and stuff like that mm. just based on contact tracing. That's kind of frustrating because they don't have it, but because it may, you know, symptoms may occur in, in 10 days or 14 days or whatever it is, and they just got to sit, you know, and, We've had a couple of guys that have had to do that. So there, that's, it's, it's, a, it's a daily conversation. I come in, I go, who called in? You know, yeah. which, which guys are going to be in? Which guys are going to be out? Um, you know, it doesn't, it, it, so they miss a practice, and now they're not as prepared as they need to be. So that, that's kind of frustrating. That's the, that's the reality that every coach is dealing with. I had a coach that was that, uh, in a league where they weren't playing, but they were still practicing, and, and they had, like, double-digit guys that had, that had tested positive, and not one of them, Dana. Not one of them had a symptom, not a fever, not a sniffle, not nothing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think we all understand we're all trying to do what's right, but then you're just sort of like, well, wow, like, you know what I mean? It's, it shows up and then it's just, it's just such a mysterious thing. I just can't imagine like, your job is to coach them up, right? Like call ball plays. Like it's, it's just it, the things that are on every coach's plate now feel like they're, it's almost like unreasonable to ask you to know what's exactly you're supposed to have to do. I don't know. I get figured out on the fly. It sounds like. I, ch I change our schedule daily. I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm down some guys today. So I went in there and changed our schedule. Like we can't, we can't practice the way I want to practice today because there's not enough guys available at specific spots. Now they're going to be back tomorrow. They're going to be ready to go on Friday night, but it, it, it changes how you prepare for the game. Right. And, and, and every day is different and every week is different. And, you know, I just, I commend our players and our coaches for just hanging in there and whoever's available, let's coach them up. You know, and, and if, if a guy can play, he can play. If you can't, put the other guy in there, and he needs to perform at another level. So I'm glad, I'm glad we're, and I'm, I'm glad I'm dealing with this this year and not last year because we're like twice as deep now. We got, <laughs> we got a lot more players that understand what we're doing. We're in year two, and so the second team guys are able to go in there and give us a chance to be able to be successful. Steve, does Dana sound like a robot to you or just to me? Uh, no, I, I think he's. I mean, he he gave it away when he had. He said he had the cheat sheet. That's, no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying my, my audio just, I, it sounds like a video game. Oh, no, that's, it's that's my you. audio. That's your headphones. Buy some new headphones. Okay, well, I'm, techn I'm technologically just absolutely incompetent. So All I right. just wanted to make sure that it was just my headphones. I don't know what it is. And I'm yep. going to, okay. You got anything else for coach? We can let him get a game plan? No, I, I throw it to five, coach. You'll be good. I that's all I need to do. Just, that's all Dana. I need to do is get it to five. Appreciate you guys. Hey, man, thanks for taking the time. Absolutely. Sincerely, stay healthy down there. And uh, wherever we get to Houston, we're coming to your house for a pool party. Anytime you want. All guys um, are always welcome. I appreciate you guys. I'm glad that it was just my computer. I thought that I thought Dana had morphed into like um, – there was a video game back in the day. This is really dating myself. It was called like Berserk, I think. Oh, yeah. Remember Berserk? Love Berserk. And then it was Atari. Like, intruder alert intruder alert so i have i got holgerson who's already got this going and then i got the computer like wah, 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 like modulating and i'm like i'm looking around thinking am i the only one that hears him morphing into a computer thank god that wasn't like a real thing that happened it was just my audio um that guy's just he's just one of us he's a mensch he's just a guy that i mean 
He's like, I got a kick-ass ass good pool party, you know. Like, come on over. Come on, yeah, we'll turn some music on. Drinks are cold. Cold drinks, whatever. How old are you, 21? All right. Um, I mean, but think of how much it would suck to have to be dealing with the situation they're dealing with. Like, you have five games postponed. You finally get to play. And now you got a Friday game against a good BYU team who's got a bunch of adults, a bunch of 30-year-olds on their team that can – men that can play. It's a short week, and you can't practice because you got contact tracing and you got people that, that can't go. I mean, that's, that's the reality of trying to squeeze this in. You're seeing – like, they couldn't play with Baylor. Like, Baylor has 28 cases uh, and 14 people on their staff this week. They had to shut down, can't play against Oak State. I mean – you know, this is this is what it's gonna be. This is what it's gonna be. It's gonna be constant landmines, and you just have no idea where they're where they are. You know what I heard in that interview? Uh, what's that? Houston's gonna be in winners this week. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now now that now that we uh, now that we've established that he is understands that you just get the ball to get yeah. the ball to. I think it's number five. No, is it number Stevenson. five? Stevenson, five. Yeah, yeah. No, Stevenson. He's five, right? Yeah. Well, Beatty. give it to him. He touched yeah. six times and scored three. Jesus, Dana, figure it out. Yep. I mean, yeah, what number is he? He's five. That's five. what I kept saying. Yeah, he's uh, just, I'm just making sure. Because East right. Carolina was in winners last week. They got a receiver number five, and they threw it to him a lot, and they were outright on the field. Bang. Three and two weeks. Stanford Steve's six and oh the last two weeks in winners. Uh, Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast. You got to check that out. Um, last week here, I talked about not being able to do uh, a squares pool across and down. Mm-hmm. Can't figure it out. It's embarrassing. I mean, I'm, a, I'm familiar with the gambling life. A square pool is like day one stuff. Children yeah. can figure it out, and I can't figure it out. But, Steve, your homework assignment was to tell me the thing. What can't you figure out how to do that you think you should know how to do? There's, yeah, I, I also framed it like there's just things that I just don't get. Okay. And like what? Well, I wrote down a couple things. Like cauliflower? Right. A what? Cauliflower. I don't get cauliflower. Who wants to eat that nasty stuff? God, it's disgusting. Man, I throw some buffalo sauce on it. It's all right. Uh, I agree with you. It's, what it's, don't, it's supposedly what don't you get? What don't you get? I have no idea, no clue how to use the word naive in a sentence. <laughs> okay, what do you think it means? Try. Like, it, like tr- it, what do you it, think it, it either think means, it means somebody – Oh wait, hold on. I'm trying to figure out how to how to explain it because hold I've... on, hold on. As Steve, as Steve thinks about this, keep in mind his name is Stanford Steve. <laughs> Stanford Steve. It, is it use, so? It, it's either it's not even a sentence. Yeah, it's either when somebody thinks they know something but they're playing dumb, or it's the complete opposite. Mm. Naive. No, it, it more means that someone. Here's the definition. Showing a lack of experience, wisdom, or judgment. Natural and unaffected or innocent. So, for instance, your, like your daughter, for instance, she might do something because she's just naive. She doesn't understand, but she's not supposed to. She's natural. She's unaffected. She's innocent. Um, lack of experience, wisdom, or judgment. Like you, it's, it's more, honestly, think of it this way. It's kind of a nice way to say someone doesn't know what they're talking about. Okay. It's kind of a, it's kind of a nice way to say, Oh, well, you know, you're just naive. You're naive to something because you but don't. But you're, you're not just, dumb. You're not no, dumb. No, you're not dumb. No, you're, you're not dumb. Are you stepping into boundaries that you just shouldn't be talking about? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Like someone that comes in and says to us, you know, well, here, you know, on your show, 
you guys really should have done that. Out of that one game, you should have done this then. Well, you're naive to the process. You don't understand that maybe we ah. couldn't show – you couldn't show a high – why wouldn't you guys just show the highlight of that uh, – but Braves-Dodgers game, well, it wasn't over, and we're not allowed to show the highlight until it's over. So you're saying something that you don't know really what you're talking about because you're naive to how television's produced. And that's just me you're always using the word, you're dumb. Right. Naive's don't worry just, about it. Naive's we're, we a know what's way. going on here. That's a nicer way to say it, maybe. All right. But, but, but someone can be not naive, and they're just dumb because they're, they're just being, they're being difficult. Okay. being obstinate like what no they what know college that. is is the nc state basketball fans are they naive well they're delusional <laughs> <laughs> there's a difference there's a difference okay that's why i'm asking all right i, I love you nc state fans okay i love you i'm just Speak. that's the, you guys are you guys are often framed as being delusional about sort of where you where you fit in the grand scheme of things okay. so that's they do have two national championships. Uh, All right. So, next. I got two. Okay. You have another example of something? Yeah. Fireworks. Okay. What's, what's the point? What? You don't what's... understand fireworks? No. It's – who what? wants to go sit in traffic to go watch fireworks? Who wants to be around people that you don't know to watch fireworks? They're over in two minutes. What is the point? Well, I mean, there's people spend money on those things. There's, there's some truth to that. Um, it is a, it is a long buildup to a, often a short sort of a display. I think Fourth of July, it's hey America, yay, boom, some stuff blows up in the air. I mean, you know, it's kind of we're good at that. We're good at blowing. <laughs> hey, look at that one. I just I've never America. gotten the excitement. Okay, so um, I don't think that's the same as not knowing how to use naive. They just fireworks is just something you just don't like. You just aren't going to waste your time driving somewhere to sit somewhere to watch I, something and then be stuck in traffic again. Is I just what don't get what I don't. I don't get the whole phenomenon. Fireworks. Okay. Okay. And this yeah. one has really hit me recently. That I just it's and being around the sport, I've spent a lot of time thinking about the last week. Why? Is Texas football considered the best head coaching job in the sport when they've appeared in two title games in about 50 years? Like every, oh, that's the best job in top five job. That's, why, why is it? Well, facilities. They're in the middle of building one. Recruiting base. Um, there's Everybody a just comes into your state and steals your players. Well, it's a big state. You can't you can't have a, a roster of seven thousand people. I mean, you, you, okay. we have we have limits to the, how many people you can give ships to. I think. I mean, your this is more a philosophical question of like how good is Texas really in the grand scheme of things, isn't it? No, I, I just you're, I, you're I, talking I, the job. You're saying so if we yeah. say what are the best jobs? Look, if you're listing the best jobs, people are going to have Texas in the top five jobs every single time. Why? Because of what we just said. Because of the recruiting base and the funding. Deep pockets. That's why. Bottomless pockets. A, a facility. You played there. You played there before it, it, they really jazzed the joint uh -huh. up. Like, when my friends went down there, when Maryland played them. Maryland, by the way, 2-0 and o against Texas. Back-to-back -back years. No, no, McConaughey. O and 2. <laughs> Make the Longhorn thing. O and 2. That don't, that's the dumbest thing that ever happened. Like, how, how, how forever Maryland could say, yeah, we played. We had a home-and-home home with Texas. Went 2-0. and o. Um, but when my friends went down there, they came back and they're like, my God, 
Texas, it is insanity. And naturally, because my friends are idiots, they figured out a way to sneak into some on the 50-yard line suite where they had, like, prime rib carving stations, this yep. and that. They had the right tickets, and people were just like, how the hell did you get in here? And like, I don't know, here we are. And then they, But they were all just astounded at how high level, high, high level everything there was. But then to the point of why is it a great job? Then my guy Piggy, Tyrell Pigrom, and the Terps ran roughshod and went in there and won and then beat him the next year here. I, I don't know. I, I mean, if, if put it this way, if they decide after bringing in Tom Herman, winning these sweepstakes with LSU to get him, that they want to move on because they've lost too many games, then it'll be considered the best job available. Okay. And now you're going to say to me why. Well, this is sort of a – you know when your kids ask if they can watch your iPad and you say no and they say yeah. why? Well, this is, that's what this is going to be like because I'm going to say what I just said, then you're going to say why again. It's going to take use a my, long time. Use my dad's line. Because I said. <laughs> because but honestly, I said so. Honestly, it would, take the, it would take the Longhorns falling off so drastically that the, that fan support totally eroded and that they were like a multiple six, seven loss, uh, multiple seasons of being like six, seven losses in a row for the perception to be off of what they are. Okay. Um, and I mean, look, Ellinger did that thing where he said, we're back because they beat Georgia. And then since then, you know, every time they lose, it's we're back. And mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, how many games did they lose last year? Five, four, I think nine, four. Is that what it was? I think so. Well, they're lost they almost two beat LSU. Year. They're pretty close. That's true. But they've lost two this year and could have been three. Um, Correct. I don't, it's, it's odd. It's really odd. Uh, because um, they, I don't understand why okay. that is. But it's and, still a top five job, period. All right. I don't want to do all day on me. Okay. Uh, why the hell are red lights in D.C. like marathons? I'm not familiar with that. It takes... I go, when I go home at night, I just drive through them. <laughs> I just go. There's no one coming. I mean, remember how I used to advertise when I drive home on, in Connecticut on 84, just go like 100 like it was the Autobahn because I was the only car? Well, yeah. when I drive home in D.C. at night after the show. You're not stopping. I mean, red lights, I just I treat it more like a yield sign. Okay. I look around. Is anyone coming? It's just straight on red. Because it's not a, it's not a, it's not a um, up late town. Like no, it shuts it down early. pretty early. So I think after midnight – Yield red lights, new rule. But you're Done. also not, Steve. You're, if if it's a marathon of red, then wouldn't it also be marathon green if you just hit it at the right time? You just Never. need to. Pick no, it's not. It's not. The red, the lights in this town do not make any sense. Every night, I'm slamming on the steering wheel. Um, but mad at the red lights. They're awful. They take for there's. I'm the only car in a mile vicinity. All right. Can I ask? Can I? Here's all right. This is this leads to a thing I don't get. Okay. You know when you drive past something and there's like that your car, if your car's like a smart car and all, all cars are now, like it goes beep, beep, like, and you hear it, it's like, is that like the camera checking you? What is that? I don't understand. All right. And, the, and like you drive past something. Yes. There's a bunch of lights. There's some in Bethesda and there's some in D.C. That when I drive through them in the car, I hear it like if you're playing music on your phone it'll the music stops for a second and there's something that like goes beep beep and obviously like you're being tracked by the man and i'm convinced that if i'm if i am going through that red light that they're taking a picture of my car and i'm going to get a ticket in the mail but it hasn't happened yet so i don't know no i got those you don't get any warning about those 
I understand that. So that's why I keep waiting for it to happen. But you don't know what I'm talking about? That Travis, you don't know? I think it's can- your car. Because I get it sometimes, like if a car appears in your rear view, no, suddenly. No, that's not it. That's not it. It's it, Someone listening right now knows what it is. Just someone please tell me. Is someone bringing us donuts, Steve, for real? I'm supposedly getting some delivered today. Yeah, but we don't have a show today. That means by the time we get in, the six hey, dozen buddy. donuts hey, are going to be down I, Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Well, I, I know where you live. Okay. okay. I know where you live. Well, bring it. Have, have the drug mule come to my house. <laughs> no, first. we're not doing that. We're I want my that. seconds first. Shout to Big Body Bess. I want to – I'm coming to eat. You know the time. No watch on the wrist. That's a – All right. Uh, action Bronson, Big Body Best collab. Uh, all boy. right. What I'm done. Uh, we got anything yeah. else? I'm going to go get a sandwich. All right. Steve's going to go get a sandwich. Uh, somebody tell me what that beeping is. Thanks to Dana Holgerson. Uh, they Absolutely. play BYU on Friday night good on ESPN. Game. Man, really a, good game. Really good game. And I guarantee on Thursday on winners, we're going to have Houston. <laughs> Uh, we're just going to get in touch with coach and say feed number five. <laughs> Everybody be good. Be safe. We'll talk to you next week.